Welcome to the Cashflow Guys Podcast. Hope you guys are having a great week. For those that don't know, this is Tyler Sheff, and I am the host of the Cashflow Guys Podcast. And this week, we're going to talk about the most overlooked critical detail that comes when buying real estate. Now, over the years, I've mentioned this in various episodes uh, when I was talking about different topics and whatnot, but I thought today I would break it out and, and talk specifically about the one thing that I see really can come back and haunt you, and it could eventually cost the deal. Skipping this one detail could cost you thousands of dollars, maybe tens of thousands of dollars, and could possibly result in you losing the ownership of the property that either you just bought or that you plan to buy in the future. What am I talking about? I'm talking about the details found in your title insurance commitment. More specifically, I'm talking about the info found in this in section B as in boy, B as in boy, two, B2 of the title commitment, okay? Title insurance commitment. And that's where the exceptions to title insurance coverages are listed. Now, I realize that a lot of you that are buying from wholesalers, or frankly, those of you that are wholesalers, in a lot of cases, the buyers are not even getting title insurance, which I guess to each his own. Frankly, I think it's potential for financial suicide, but that's just me. Before we dive in, I'd like to briefly explain what title insurance is and why, at least I think, you need it. Title insurance is designed to protect a buyer of real estate in the event that any past issues relating to the marketability of the title have been overlooked over the entire history of the ownership for that property. It's important that you realize that even though you go to a title company or maybe you go to a closing attorney or however you manage to close escrow on on a property, even when the most qualified of closers do a title search, sometimes they overlook things. In almost every case, they're relying on a municipality or public records search to uncover issues that may affect the marketability of the title. Because the title is everything, guys, the deed, title, whatever you want to call it, depending on what your state is, it's everything. It's what gives you the control that you need. It's what gives you the ownership. It's that what transfers that makes you the owner and transfers you from being the buyer to being the owner. So if there's something wrong there, where maybe the property was sold and things weren't done properly in the past, title insurance insures you against those issues affecting the marketability of your title. Please note that title insurance only protects you in the event of past title issues, not future ones. I'll go so far as to say a title insurance policy technically expires on the same day you close on the property because it's designed to protect you from the past, not from the future. It's designed to protect you from issues that may arise from things that have happened in the past. And I'm going to go through a list of things that I'm talking about and things to look for that could impact the marketability of the property. But guys, I've heard cases where guy has bought a house, spent hard-earned money, guy or girl bought a house, fixed it up, turned around and flipped it to somebody else. The end user is happy as a clam, love the house, everything's fine, it's in great condition, the whole nine yards. They go to do a refinance. I don't even mean to laugh because it's really terrifying to even think about this, but they go to do a refinance and the bank comes back and says, sorry, we can't do the loan. Why not? Well, because there's a outstanding lien on the property that has to be satisfied before we can do the loan. And immediately they see red. They're like, what are you talking about? Outstanding lien. Well, in 1972, there was a lien they put against the property that was never cleared. And over all those years of title searches, it never showed up on the searches. Well, if you have title insurance, that's not a big deal. Title insurance will pay to take care of it. If, it, if they have to pay it off, if they have to hire an attorney to challenge it in court or whatever it may be, maybe it's missing a signature, there's a document missing a signature, whatever that constitutes a lien or a mark against the title, these things can be corrected, but that doesn't come for free. The insurance policy pays to hire someone to take care of it, and in a lot of cases, it needs to be an attorney, a real estate attorney to take care of it. Maybe it's a title company. Maybe somebody's owed money and that debt has to be paid off. And then the title insurance policies are there to protect you and help you get these issues taken care of. And by the way, I want to be clear. When I say property, I mean any real estate 
where the ownership transfers, whether it be residential or commercial, vacant land or whatever. So this doesn't, I don't mean this ties necessarily to the land. It ties to the package. You buy a piece of land with a house on it, I call that property. If you buy a piece of raw land, I call that property. So I just want to make sure we're clear. This involves any real estate transaction where the deed or the ownership of the property transfers from one party to another. Now you heard me mention the word exception, and I guess I'm going to explain really what that means because you can be very easily confused. And a lot of people, most people overlook this. An exception is a specific item that's set forth that is not covered. This is right off of Google. That is not covered by the policy. I want to explain to you what an exception is. And First American Title is a pretty popular title insurance issuer pretty much nationwide. And they their website is a treasure trove of information, I got to tell you. So if you ever want to know more about title information, if you don't have a relationship with a title company, head over to First American Title. They've got all kinds of information on there that will help you get some definitions, how to correct issues. There are documents on there and forms and all kinds of cool stuff. But I want to talk to you quickly about what an exception is. An exception, based on their website, they say, an exception is a specific item set forth that is not covered by the policy, something that is excluded from coverage. So then that next question is, what are some of the standard exceptions? Well, every commitment has either standard or regional exceptions. That is, things that are boilerplate, traditional for an area. For example, if you're in Florida, there may be specific easements or setbacks in a neighborhood, and those are considered routine, normal, not a big deal, right? Those things are, that's what's going to fall under the uh, standard exceptions, which means if there's issues that arise from, I don't know, where the city of St. Petersburg, Florida put their sewer pipes in 1955, those things are not going to be covered because the insurance company is not willing to insure against those issues. And that generally means because those things have been that way for a long time, it's a problem that's really not fixable and it doesn't really have a clear impact on the marketability of the title. So the title insurance company will accept those things from coverages. Okay. Here are some other issues though. Some other things that insure the title insurance companies will accept, will remove from coverage, right? They're going to not allow coverage for claims related to these issues. And this is important because when you're buying a property, you should know that these things exist before you sign on the dotted line, especially if you're buying from a wholesaler or you're not, and you're not getting title insurance because, you know, wholesalers, I hate to say this, but a lot of wholesalers I bump into, their main concern is getting everything under contract and they're not necessarily overly concerned for the, the finer details. Yes, there are lots of ethical wholesalers out there, but there's a large number of, of wholesalers that, man, if they can get their five grand, that's all they need. They're not going to really focus on the fine details. In a lot of cases, they don't know because maybe they learn how to wholesale from some 20-year-old kid on a Facebook group and they don't know the finer details of these things. They don't understand that there could be potential issues in ownership for the guy they're selling it to or the girl they're selling it to. So let's cover a lot of these. Let's cover a lot of some of the common ones because next time you guys get an opportunity to look at a title insurance, commitment, I want you to review these things and see if they come up on yours. And if you've bought property in the past, I want you to go dig out your paperwork, look for the title insurance commitment. Okay. Look for the title insurance commitment and go ahead and read it. First off, municipal liens. For things such as water, sewer, garbage, or unpaid service bills and things like that, municipal liens are often accepted from coverage on title insurance policies. And I don't want to get ahead of myself here, so let me go down the exceptions, and then we'll talk about the ways you can fix these issues, because everything's fixable. Most things are fixable, I should say, not everything, but most things are fixable, and a lot of things really aren't a huge deal. So the correction or the fix for the problem could be very, very simple, could be a clerical error, could be some government worker that's, you know, goof something up somewhere. Assessments for things like water, sewer, streetlight, drainage, other improvements that have been done in, by the local government or maybe the local municipalities, things like that. Let's say they replaced, I don't know, a sewer line in the area and they decide to assess the residents in that community for the cost of that sewer line. A lot of times what they'll do is they will put 
some sort of something in the title records or in the public record that, you know, maybe everybody has to pay 20 bucks towards that thing. Or there's a, one of the popular ones uh, in back in the Tampa Bay area are streetlight assessments. Back in the, in the 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s, they were adding some infrastructure for a lot of these new neighborhoods. The county or the city or whatever went and put streetlights in. And, you know, tax base didn't really cover the cost of that. So what they did is they assessed people in the neighborhood. So let's say if you owned a house in that neighborhood and you got streetlights, you had to pay, I don't know, 150 bucks towards the cost of the streetlight bill for the neighborhood. Everybody kicks in. Everybody gets the beauty of being able to walk our feet down the street on a leash and not trip over whatever because there's streetlights there and that's just how they do things, right? Love it or hate it. It is what it is. Unpaid property taxes. You don't pay your property taxes. That's going to be a mark on the title. These are things that are going to show up on a title search or should show up on a title search. These things are often, often accepted from coverage, which means there's no coverage if you have issues of unpaid property tax, which means you need to get this taken care of before you close. Federal tax liens, income tax I'm talking about. If you have a federal income tax lien, that could show up. That's something that could be an exception to coverage. Court judgments. You were a bad boy. You didn't pay your rent. You got kicked out from the landlord. Didn't pay your light bill. Whatever it may be. Maybe, I don't know, your ex-wife. You pissed off your ex-wife and she hauled your ass in court or your neighbor, you know, won a lawsuit because you cut his shrubs instead of yours and you owe 150 bucks. That's going to show up on a title search. That's also going to be a lot of times accepted from coverage. They're not going to cover issues related to that. Again, that means that these things have to be taken care of prior to closing. Big, big one. And this is huge. Pay attention. Write this one down. Pull over. Foreclosure proceeding. I can't begin to tell you how dangerous this can be because especially in Florida, Back during the housing crash of 2006, 7, 8, 9, whatever, wherever in the state you were and whatever years that applied to you, they will accept foreclosure proceedings, which means if the T's were not crossed and the I's were not dotted in the foreclosure proceedings, which I can speak specifically for Florida, was the case. If there was any issue in the foreclosure where maybe the owner of the home wound up becoming a victim of something that wasn't done properly in the court procedures, foreclosures have been unwound, which means flippers have People have bought houses, fixed them up, flipped them to somebody else. They've sold them to somebody else. They've sold them to somebody else. Come to find out the original owner, the court system or the lender got, you know, they goofed up when they took the house away and they foreclosed on the house. They didn't have the right to take the ownership away from the original owner. So now the original owner sues and gets their house back or they get a big cash settlement. You don't have title insurance. I got news for you. If you allow this to be an exception to the policy, well, you potentially could wind up being that guy that gets left, you know, owning a home that they technically don't own anymore because the guy four owners ago owns it. These are issues. So when you see that you buy a foreclosure, you've seen that there's been a foreclosure. I would dig into the file, have your real estate attorney go through the file, make sure things are in order, make sure that that they try to sneak in that exception to the title insurance company. I'd raise holy hell and make sure that's not an, an exception to coverage. Okay, because if it is an exception to coverage and there's an issue with the foreclosure and suddenly the guy that lost his house or the girl lost their house become decides to become a victim five years, ten years down the road, you could lose your house over the deal. It's happened more than once. So don't fall prey to this. Now I'm not saying that the person that lost their house to foreclosure and got the shaft is doing something illicit or or illegal. Absolutely not. They shouldn't have lost their house in the first place. But that's not necessarily your fault. And I'm I'm telling you this to impress upon you that a lot of times these things happen that are have no fault of yours and frankly of no fault of the injured party. Okay, maybe they fell behind on their mortgage or extenuating circumstance or whatever, but they got screwed by the court system or by some slimy lender or some slimy judge and things fell through the cracks, whatever, things got goofed up. 
they kind of have a, I would think they have a right to their house back. So I can't say I disagree with that. Although I wouldn't want to be the guy that owned the house three owners later and got caught up in this rat's nest. At the end of the day, it comes back to, it comes down to money, right? Somebody needs to make the original owner whole. Maybe the lender that foreclosed gets sued and that winds up settling the thing. But in the meantime, the title and the deed to your property could be in flux. So that's something that you run into this stuff. You're going to want to talk to a real estate attorney in your market and make sure you're clear on what your potential exposure could be. And if the real estate attorney tells you, yeah, you're good to go, then fine. That's, that's fine. But at least know where you're standing and know where you're coming from before you go down there. Let's talk about fines for a second. Let's say you got a speeding ticket and you never paid your fine. There are municipalities across the country where these things can actually show up on a property title search because they attach to the owner of the property. So if Tyler Chef has a speeding ticket, doesn't pay it, or a parking ticket from 20 years ago, when the title company searches my name for liens and encumbrances that could potentially attach to the property, that could affect the marketability of title. Whether or not it affects the marketability of title depends on the state, the municipality, and where the property is. So again, get with your real estate attorney. Find out whether it, it applies or not. I'm not suggesting that you panic, that you bail out of a deal just because there's exceptions to your title policy. Because I have news for you. Every single title policy ever issued comes with exceptions, as I talked about a minute ago, boilerplate exceptions. Rights of tenants is another thing that can be accepted on a title policy. Rights of tenants as pertaining to specific unexpired lease-backed rights. So if there's a lease in place, the title company, the title insurance is not going to get involved in defending you in the event of leases getting broken or whatever. Property encroachments, boundary issues. Let's say there's a tree or a building that is kind of on your property line or within the setback where it shouldn't be. A lot of times these things are brushed under the rug and overlooked because maybe the neighbor doesn't give a damn. Okay, that's cool. We can work around that. Again, these don't have to be deal break. Maybe you bought two pieces of property and the encroachment actually is between the two pieces of property, but who cares because you own both pieces. So look at these on a case by case and see if they're worth panicking about. At the end of the day, guys, we can fix every single one of these things. So we just got to take a deep breath and relax and focus on solving the problem. Restrictive covenants such as deed restrictions and other restrictions that pertain to the use of the land. These things can be exceptions to title policies. Again, they're pretty much boilerplate. So it's not really a good reason in most cases to panic. But, you know, if you're going to buy property in a 55 and up community and you're 50, you might want to look into that a little deeper because that could cause a problem down the road. Child support liens. That's a big one. You know, baby daddy didn't pay the child support. He gets a lien against himself and he goes to sell his property and that gets overlooked. Don't be surprised if mama comes back in 10 years and whacks you, even though it's not your kid and you just bought it from somebody. Someone's got to pay that child support, even though the dude's responsible for it. It could put the title of your property in flux. It could put you in jeopardy. So again, reach out to your real estate attorney. Find out if it's a big deal or not. Please understand that the true value of any property, regardless of use, originates in the marketability of its title. In other words, a property where you cannot successfully transfer title has a diminished value. Understand that. That said, if you're out there doing deals, this is one of the ways, guys, that I look for opportunity. I look for title issues. I like to make friends with the title company. So when they have issues that come up and everybody else panics, I'll take the uh, title to a property or I'll buy a property that has a screwed up title, but I will call one of my real estate attorneys and find out, okay, what's it going to cost to fix this? Do we got to pay somebody five grand to sign a document to release this thing so we can get it fixed. I don't care. I'll give them five grand, 10 grand, 20 grand, whatever it may cost. It depends. Is it a good deal or not? If I get the property for half price and it only costs me 20 grand to fix the issue and the property is worth 200 grand, well, that's a darn good profit, I think. So there's a cheat sheet out there. First American Title put it out. 
Uh, you can go to cashflowguys.com forward slash title. I put a copy of it on there with their permission. Go to First American or go to cashflowguys.com forward slash title. Drop your email in there. It'll send you a free cheat sheet put out by First American Title that gives you a list of a checklist basically that you can go through and it'll help you understand what is on these title commitment reports what you should be concerned about, what you shouldn't be concerned about. It gives you the definitions to explain what this stuff is because half the time it seems like it's written in Greek. Understand this though, if you're buying any piece of real estate without first obtaining title insurance, then you're taking a huge risk. In many cases, as I said earlier, if you buy a property from a wholesaler with a in a double close scenario, and a lot of times I realize you may not realize there's a double close going on, you're not going to receive title insurance for the purchase. Or if you do receive title insurance, they're going to do an exception because it's been double closed. That means you're completely uninsured against issues from the past jumping up and ripping you off. So know that. In a perfect world, your realtor should be reviewing the title commitment with you if you're using a realtor when you're buying a property. But I'll be honest with you. Most realtors don't even know what the hell I'm talking about right now. Exceptions, title commitment, what? They don't even talk about that in real estate school, I don't believe. So a lot of times this stuff gets brushed under the carpet. They don't even know about it. One of the services that I provide for my clients is we go through that sucker line by line. So you completely understand all the issues that may crop up with the title. And I guarantee you they're going to find little things on every single property. What matters is, is it a big deal or not? But with my clients, I go through that line by line. So there's no question. If you're not working with a realtor, And frankly, even if you are, because as I said a second ago, most realtors don't even know this is a thing. Understand that the title company and the closing attorney, either or, they're not required by law per se to say, hey, silly person, look here, this guy had a divorce and that could impact the the, the marketability title. They're going to give you the title insurance policy with an exception to that. It's kind of, in my opinion, a little bit slimy because it's an insurance policy. It's kind of like saying, hey, you know, we're going to give you insurance on your car. We're going to cover everything except for a car accident. Well, what the hell good is that? So don't be afraid to dispute that and say, no, I take exception to your exception. I'm not going to allow this exception. I'm not going to close on the property. Understand that title companies and title attorneys and closing companies and attorneys, closing attorneys, how how they make their money is in the issuance of the title insurance. There is a huge profit in title insurance. So the closing cost you see in the closing statement, those are all profit items. So know that everything on a closing statement pretty much is negotiable when it comes to fees, every bit of it. Now, whether or not you choose to, to negotiate these things is completely up to you. But no, now the only difference, the only thing that's not negotiable, you should know, is the cost of the title insurance because that's state mandated. Each state says how much they can a title company or closing attorney can sell a title insurance policy for. Well, in Florida, that's a big profit margin, huge profit margin. So much so that one of my buddies who owns a title company had a title company in St. Louis. He closed his title company in St. Louis, moved to Florida, and opened up a title company because the title insurance profit margins were leaps and bounds better than Missouri. So no, that's a thing. Another thing you should realize is that sometimes these issues will prevent a, prevent a lender from originating a new loan on the property. So that's one of the reasons it's so important. Don't wait till the last day before closing to review the title exceptions. You want to go through over that with your realtor or with whoever you're buying the property from or if with your title company or closing attorney and ask questions. Anything you don't understand, anything you're not okay with, make sure you address it. And if you're not okay with them accepting that foreclosure from coverage, then, then you need to say that. Push back because at the end of the day, these exceptions are pretty much put in place by underwriters because the underwriters want to make sure they reduce the liability for the insurance company. They don't want to pay claims. Insurance, is, for in case you didn't know, is a for-profit business. The only way they're profitable is to not pay claims. So if you squawk about it and say, I'm not paying, I don't want, I'm not going to agree to this exception, 
there's a pretty good chance they might be willing to overturn it. It's a point of negotiation. Now, lastly, before I wrap up here, I want to make sure that you realize when you see things on here and they've been corrected, like let's say they, there's an exception for a foreclosure and you say, oh, hell no, I'm not going, I'm not allowing a foreclosure for uh, a, a or an exemption for a, exception for a foreclosure. I want that removed. They can, they put a line through it. They initial off on it. They call that marking up the commitment. And that's a way to remove these issues from the exception to basically accept the exceptions, remove these things so that you're in great shape. You don't have to worry about these things. Make sure either one of two things happens. Make sure they either issue a new title commitment with the things in question removed, or they put that line through it. They initial off on it and you retain a copy of that. Try to get a copy of the original if you can. And lastly, once the item has been either removed or marked up on the commitment, you're going to have insurance protection in the event one of those things from the past comes up and bites you. Guys, hope you found this valuable. I hope you take the time to, if you've already closed on property, might be a little too late. But for the sake of experience, go back and look at your title insurance commitment. Yes, I know it's in that pile of 500 sheets of paper, but go through your title insurance commitment. It's a couple pages long. I'd like you to read it, get familiar with it, understand what you're doing, and moving forward, always make sure you check those title commitments. Have a great week, and we'll catch up with you next time. This concludes today's episode. You don't have to wait till the next episode to learn to earn. Head over to CashflowGuys.com and contact Tyler and his team for more powerful tips and ideas. So you can start generating multiple streams of income and escape the rat race.